Hi everyone, welcome to the show today. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG 英文。我是 Stephanie。今天的来宾 Nick Button 是 Face 唯一的创办人以及 CEO。他来自于加拿大，但已经在台湾居住超过十年喽。他是外国人在台的创业圈当中的先锋。那接下来就让我们来欢迎 Nick。What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG Ingwen Show. I'm joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Nick Budden. Nick is the CEO and single founder of Phase. He is an incredible entrepreneur here in Taiwan, an original Canadian OG, but has been in Taiwan for about ten years now. He is a pioneer in the startup space here in the foreign community, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome Nick. Thank you. What's up, man? Not much.、Uh, good to meet you. Likewise, we、uh, we got to connect through James, who was just on the show, and he was like, "Listen, you need to meet this guy." Yeah, me and James have been doing startups in Taiwan around the same amount of time. I think he's a couple years less, but more or less. Yeah. Could you give a little high level? You know, what are you doing here in Taiwan? Yeah. So you gave a part of it, but I'm Canadian. Been here ten years. I've been doing tech software startups here the whole time. Building my second company here now.、Uh, we're building a design tool, kind of like a next generation Figma. If anyone knows that, we've raised about seven million US. We're twenty people.、Uh, we're split between Taiwan and Berlin, Germany. Oh, cool.、Uh, we're about four years in. Twenty six thousand people on a wait list for it. Hopefully, getting it out soon. The kind of headlines of Figma, right? These design tools to. Anyone can essentially use them, right? But is it more like、uh, content creators and marketers are kind of using this type of tool?、Uh, they are using something called Canva, which works really well for them. But with Figma, you have a very manual process of handoffs to engineers. So I, as the designer, will use Figma to create mockups and prototypes. But I really can't create the real thing. I have to go and show the engineers what I would like the real thing to be and explain it to them. Right. You can build a visual no-code tool that's kind of like Figma, but which has the power to let you build the real thing, to build real UI code, without all that manual process and handoff.、Uh, that's what we're building at Phase. It's awesome, man. And so, kind of thinking about your backstory, you know, you're talking about kind of no-code here versus code. Was your background always in technology and and actually coding? My background is kind of complicated. So I went to my first year of university was an intensive philosophy program.、Oh, so it was、nice. an entire year of chronological philosophy. We started with Epic of Gilgamesh, which is just the oldest written thing that we have. And by the end of the year, I wasn't paying attention anymore. But we had worked our <laughs> way to like modern times. Sounds like a real philosopher right there. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, at that time, during that year, I love philosophy, but I.、Uh, No, I don't love that school.、Um, so I started some magazines,、uh, and I would design them. And I learned how to code so that I could make the website for the magazine because I didn't have any money to pay anyone.、And、I learned basic tech stuff through starting the two magazines that I did that year. And then I went through a liberal arts school for the next couple of years. But the whole time I self-taught tech stuff at the same time. And when I finished school, I Went on to do tech,、um, so I joined a startup as a. My title was marketer, but I was it, it was two founders plus me. I was the first hire, so it was just doing everything, tech, marketing, code, design. But it was design that I really stuck to. You know, thinking about a lot of potential future founders that listen to the show, you know, what are some tech tips as you were kind of teaching design? Is there certain programs and 
design tools that you suggest learning at this stage if they're just thinking about design now? Design tools. So on the design side, um, you just have to start trying it. The tool doesn't really matter. Every designer uses the same tool right now. It's Figma before it was Sketch, before it was Adobe Illustrator. Just whatever everyone's using right now, go get that one and try to make something. Um, on the code side, there's really two paths. Uh, so you could enjoy making something that you can see, in which case go learn HTML and CSS. You can Google it. There's a bunch of classes. They're all free. And if you like that, great. Um, if you don't like that, you don't have to give up on code because the other side is the more um, the business logic side of coding. Like I want to make a thing that does stuff. Go learn something like Python. Again, you can Google it. There's a bunch of free courses. Try both sides before you give up on it. Uh, if you don't like it, you can find something else to do in tech. There's all kinds of jobs that don't involve writing code. 来宾跟 John 是透过上一集的来宾 James 认识的。他是一位加拿大人，而且回来台湾十年了。他其实一直在做科技跟软体相关的新创，目前也开了第二间公司，主要是做设计工具的，有点像是下一个时代的 Figma。那目前已经募到了七百万美金，那公司也有二十个人，分别在台湾跟德国柏林。其实他们已经成立了四年了，而且有两万六千位想要使用他们城市的人在等候名单 （waitlist）。那来宾解释，像是做创作内容的人 （content creators） 会使用 Canva。那 Figma 比较像是给设计师做模型 （mockup） 跟原型 （prototype）， 但他们没有办法做出真正的东西，他们还是需要跟工程师沟通。所以他们公司做到就是可以让设计师直接做出真正的东西来，而省略需要沟通的过程。那来宾有说，他其实并不是一直在科技产业的，他的大学第一年其实是读哲学系 （philosophy）。那后来，因为他开始失去兴趣，所以就开始制作自己的杂志。但因为他当时没有钱，但要帮假杂志架设网站，他就选择自己去学程式 （coding） 以及设计。那他当年创了两个杂志，也因此从中学习到一些基本的科技。他后来转去文科相关的学校 （liberal arts）， 同时也在自学一些科技相关知识。所以他毕业之后，他就到了科技业。那他当时加入了一个新创公司。那他认为，就是做行销、写程式跟设计，其实他还是比较喜欢做设计这方面。所以呢，想要给踏入科技相关的人的建议就是，如果是设计的话，其实工具不重要，要做比较重要。然后反正城市一直在变，所以大家现在用什么你就跟着用就好了。那至于写城市的话呢，其实有两条路可以选。如果你喜欢做那种看得到的东西，那就去学 HTML、TSS 之类的。也可以上 Google 搜寻，有一大堆免费的课程。那如果你不喜欢的话，也别轻易放弃。你可以选择去选那种比较可以做得出东西来的，比如说你要学 Python， 然后你要输入什么，它就会做出什么东西那种。你也一样可以上 Google 去免费学。那他建议是先试过这两种之后，才决定要不要放弃。即使你不喜欢，其实因为科技业还是有蛮多工作是不需要写程式的哦。With your startup journey, how did you actually land yourself in Taiwan? And now, I think this is your second company in Taiwan. Is that correct? Yeah, it's my second company in Taiwan.、Um, so all of the I had a bunch of small project style companies in Canada and other countries too. But the only real companies, meaning I had multiple employees and VC funding and all that, have always been in Taiwan.、Um, this is the only place I built my own. Companies, but I landed in Taiwan just by chance. So I was at a startup in Canada, and then I spent three and a half years traveling.、Um, and I was just doing 
interesting things in different countries. Like I was in a musical for a couple months um, in Malaysia. Whoa. <laughs> I was in a hip hop thing in Japan. Um, and I went trekking the Himalayas for a couple. And just just every country, basically, I would just try to do something scary, like a growth experience kind of thing. And Taiwan was just the next closest country with no visa requirement. Mm which is how I had been traveling for a couple of years at that point. But it's the only country that I visited where when I left, um, I actually wanted to return to Taiwan more than I wanted to go somewhere else. So I did. Um, came here, settled down, uh, and all the company stuff came later. I love that, doing those kind of growth, scary, out-of-your-comfort-zone things and, and getting to tell the stories along the way. So cool. 来宾会来到台湾完全属于偶然, by chance. 因為他本來是在加拿大新創公司工作 and so kind of seems like your mindset has been lifelong entrepreneur, always figuring out how to do the thing to create it yourself. And is that something that you really kind of try to instill in your employees now and, and, and who you look to hire now in your companies? Not really on both counts. So a lot of entrepreneurs you'll read, like they played with computers as a kid in school or something. I wasn't that. Um, I was snowboarding every day in school. Um, like the school bus would drop me off at the hill after school. I didn't touch tech until university, the story I was telling earlier. And there was nothing before that, whether tech or otherwise, in entrepreneurship. Um, totally focused elsewhere. And I only really want to do what I'm doing now because I love design. So I've made two companies and they were both about the same underlying principle of let's make creative flow accessible to people. When you get in the zone creating something like that, that feeling, let's make that accessible to people. I don't think I would build a company just to build a company. Being an entrepreneur is really hard. <laughs> um, Facts. <laughs> so... I'm not I'm I'm not really a lifelong entrepreneur kind of guy. I mean I will be a lifelong entrepreneur but just because I love this specific thing that I'm working on. I'm not generally so. And I think the people that come into our company we don't select for this but they select themselves for this. They really love what we're doing um because what we're doing is really really hard uh and if you don't love it you wouldn't come. It's 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 hard to work at our company. It's not you could have a much easier time being somewhere else. So they self-select for loving what we're working on. You know, most people then would go into a company and you were like, no, I would rather create my own. How did you distinguish between knowing that you wanted to solve some problem for, as you beautifully said, that flow state? Why could, you know, you didn't go find a company that was putting you in that flow state. You created your own. Yeah, so I had these side project kind of businesses in Canada. When I was in university, before those magazines, I was trying to create a bunch of learning experiences for myself, basically internships. Like I would ping a company and say, I want to do an internship. And I did that a couple of times. Uh, and then I pinged a friend who ran a snowboard shop and said, why don't I make a magazine for you? 
And then after I sent him the email, I realized, why, why don't I just make a magazine? <laughs> like, why, why do I? Whoa. Why do I have? What, what's the point of like doing it um, under someone else's brand? I would have been happy to still do it with him, but there was just, he's not going to help me do anything. Like, why don't I just do a magazine? Um, so I had already been in the habit of doing my own thing. Um, and then when I tried to do my first company, the, the reason that I w- was doing it, and it was it was really hard to do it. Um, but the reason I was willing to do that is because nobody else was. Um, so there wasn't another company that I could have gone to join um, to do it. Had there been, maybe I wouldn't have spent multiple years getting the crap beat out of me trying to build it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so cool because... Were you doing the design and the article writing for these magazines? Yeah, I was doing everything. Um, so I had some people who worked with me, and I had like volunteers who contributed some stuff. But generally, um, yeah, I would design 90% of the magazine graphics and layout and everything, and I would write half of the articles, and other people would contribute half, and I would go out and take half the photos, and I would make the website, and I would promote it, and all that stuff doing full package right there. (laughs) Yeah, man. And so with phase now, what do you guys want to be focusing on in Taiwan, you know, 2023 and beyond? We want to get the product out. So we've been building it for a couple of years. Um, and it's starting to look knock on wood, pretty solid. So we're either going to have a super exciting or a super stressful, or maybe a combination of both 2023. Um, we're coming out of the the black box of development that we've been in for a long time. Congratulations! Yeah, that's two almost two years you've been working on it. You said four, four um, years. But yeah, hold the congratulations a bit. <laughs> give us give us six six months or something, and then we'll talk. Nice. Yeah. Well, if anyone is looking to to work for you guys, I think too you you're always you were saying looking for for more talent to come join the team. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to hire a couple people, so we're about twenty people now. Um, most of the startups in the world right now are laying people off. The economy is not great. We're not in that position. Um, we've, we've raised money relatively recently, but we're also not hiring like a million people, uh, a couple people, maybe two or three more. Yeah. In Taiwan. So we do all the R and D in Taiwan, which means almost everything we do right now is in Taiwan. Um, R and D meaning code design, product management, all that stuff. Uh, and go to market marketing sales. It's Berlin. Awesome, man. Well, I wish you guys nothing but success with with the with the launch, and hopefully six months or so, we'll we'll see how you guys are doing. You'll have to come back on, and uh, we'll check in. <laughs> we'll be too busy. We'll be too busy being successful. <laughs> oh, woo! <laughs> 来宾说，他其实跟以往听到创业家不太一样，就是他并没有从小就接触电脑，反而他小时候都是在玩滑雪 （snowboard）。那他知道大学才开始接触科技，而且也是因为喜欢设计才创立了这间公司。但主要都是因为它有一个基本原则 （underlying principle）， 那就是在创作的过程当中 ，creative flow， 他想要变得更顺畅，以及让这件事情变得更好上手。那他觉得他不会因为想要创业而创业，因为其实当创业家非常的困难跟累。像他也没有特别筛选他的员工，但是他员工会自我筛选，因为如果他们没有真心认同这间公司的话，其实会过得非常辛苦。他们大可以在别间公司做得更轻松。那像来宾其实有说，他一直在兼着做一些专案 （side project）。像他大学的时候找了一间公司说要实习，那后来又找了一间滑雪板店，跟他们说他要为他们做一本杂志。但后来想一想之后，觉得嗯，他为什么不干脆自己做一本杂志呢？所以他其实已经有一个习惯 （habit）， 就是自己去做。
。那他另外一间公司也是这样子。当时他本来想要加入另一间公司，但他发现有一件事情没有人做之后，他就决定自己去弄了。Awesome man. Well, do you think we could kind of transition to the story a little bit more of Taiwan and you know how's it been here for you? I believe you're you're married here now. You have a second kid on the way. I'd love to hear a little bit about this this journey. So, like I mentioned, been here about ten years.、I'm、married for, so been together maybe eight of those ten. Married for I don't remember. Neither does she, so it doesn't matter. She's not gonna <laughs>、um, listen. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know, four or five years, something like that. <laughs>、uh, more than two, I think.、Uh, <laughs> we have one kid, and the next one is coming early next year.、Um, and yeah, it's my favorite place in the world. That's the only reason I live here. Is、um, I like it. It's nice here. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Thinking about that kind of, you know, you're juggling startup life, you're juggling family life, and now future second kid on the way. You know, how how are you juggling all this? What's the day to day like? Oh, you should ask my wife because she's the CEO of a little company too. Really?、Um, she, yeah, so she, she juggles better than I do.、Um, honestly, we'll see what happens when the second kid gets here. But with the first kid, it's not been. That hard. I don't want to make other people with kids mad at me for saying that, but but it's been okay.、Uh, we the kid goes to school every day, and we go to work. We come home and we play with the kid. Happy family life.、Uh, if you, I won't speak to others' lives, but in our case,、um, our priorities are very aligned. With we're going to go work hard all day, and then we're going to be with family the rest of the day.、Mm. So it works out fine. Um, I guess if you wanted to mix in other priorities in your life, it might get hard, but that's not our situation. Yeah, I like that. That that you know, work hard during the day, family at night. That's beautiful. 来宾有提到他来到台湾也有十几年了。那他跟他老婆在一起大概八年左右，那结婚也应该有四五年了。但其实他跟他老婆都不太记得了。那目前有一位小孩，那另外一个话是预计明年会出生。那刚刚来宾有提到，他的老婆其实也是一位公司的执行长哦。所以他觉得，在兼顾 juggling 工作跟家庭生活之间的话，他老婆应该其实更在行。那夫妻俩对于优先顺序的想法也非常一致 ，align。所以他们都是白天会努力工作，那晚上回到家就会好好陪家人哦。Thinking a little bit, you know, about your language journey here in Taiwan, where you at with、uh, with Mandarin? Square one, basically. Nice. <laughs>、um, yeah, no, ten years, and I can I can order a coffee, and that's about it. Um, and I got that in my first like week or day、uh, here in Taiwan.、Yeah. I'd love to learn Chinese. It's the biggest gap in my life.、Uh, but it's just talking about priorities. It's just never made the top of the list.、Mm. It's always been company, family, health, and exercise. And then Chinese is the next one on the list. But there's just never been. I've never made it that far down the list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, thinking about you know, kind of raising children in that environment. You know, so are you focused on? Is, is for example, is your wife actually Taiwanese? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Yes,、yeah, she's Taiwanese. So thinking about raising your children, are you kind of focusing mostly on English with them, and then she's focusing on Mandarin?、Uh, she'll speak half and half,、um, and then my kids go to local school, so we're not really worried about either language, really, but definitely not worried about them not picking up Mandarin. Yeah. Um, and they'll get enough English from me that whatever they hear on movies and music will fill out the rest.、Mm. Yeah, it's it's that just that encoding process right now, right? They're just little sponges. How how old are they?、Uh, one's not born. <laughs> how old is?、Um, but、uh, just over two. Just over two, two and a quarter. Wow. Yeah. So they're they're in that early phase of that that neural network. <laughs> so cool, man. 
。至于来宾的中文能力，他形容成回到了 square one， 也就是回到原点的意思。要来了十年，他只能点杯咖啡之类的。那其实他来的第一周就学会这件事情了。那他觉得是因为他一直没有把学中文这件事情放在他的优先顺序中的前几名，所以也就一直没有特别去学中文。那来宾的老婆是台湾人，所以他对于孩子的教育其实并不担心，尤其因为他的小孩现在读台湾的学校，那回来的时候也会跟他们用英文沟通。You know, thinking about some maybe tips and advice you can help with our audience. You know, whether they're thinking about becoming a founder or starting their own journey, any anything you can share to、uh, enlighten them? There's nothing wrong with kind of playing startup, like going to the events and talking about startups and all that sort of stuff. If you want to do that, do that, and be happy going to events and pretending to run a startup. But know the difference between that and actually going and building a company, between the 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 real thing versus just going to a bunch of events. And know how hard it is.、Um, the easiest way to think of a startup, I think, is like some kind of endurance sport, like marathons or Ironmans or something like that.、Um, if you go to someone in the middle of an Ironman and say, "Are you having fun?" <laughs> they're not gonna.、Uh, they want to do what they're doing, but they're not smiling.、Um, they're suffering,、um, and they're getting a huge sense of satisfaction out of it, and impact, and they they accomplishment, and they want to do it. They're not there against their will. They want to be there, but understand that that's what you're doing is signing up for something like that. If you're gonna get out of the events and actually go like sit in a room and then. Work really hard, and then try to raise funding, and have everyone tell you no, and have everyone have all kinds of challenges.、Um, you're getting into an endurance event, and if you don't want to grow through that kind of constant challenge and pain, and be the spearhead of that for your team and company forever,、uh, it's never going to stop. You're never going to get to a, a point where you like break out of that, and it's always going to go.、Um, The most general advice is know what you're signing up for. That's a beautiful analogy, right there. I, I love that. I've never heard the, the asking someone during a marathon or Ironman, <laughs> "Are you having fun right now?" Yeah, that's that's great. And like you said, just kind of knowing what you're getting yourself into, and it reminds me of a、uh, Jordan Peterson right there, like choose your sacrifice concept. I I know who he is, but I haven't read any of his stuff.、Okay. So no. Yeah, yeah I I like that concept. It's like, hey, you know what? This is where I want to put my time, and and I'm going to give it my all. 来宾要给想创业的人的建议就是，不要把去参加新创聚会跟实际创业混淆了。因为去聚会里面说明你自己想要创业，并没有错，但跟实际上创业这件事情来说是差蛮多的。因为实际上创业就是要非常努力的工作，要试着筹钱，面对拒绝跟挑战。那他认为最好的建议就是要清楚了解自己即将面对什么。那就像 John 说的，他认为有点像一位作家说的 ：“Choose your sacrifice， 选择你要牺牲的。” A question I love to end with is: If you would go back and talk to your younger self, would there be any advice you give yourself about traveling, startup life, learning anything?、Uh, lots of things,、um, but learning、uh, sparks something. So I read a lot. I still do. Um, always have,、uh, and that's great. I'm going to continue doing that.、Uh, but something that I didn't do early enough is find really experienced mentors、um, to balance that out.、Yeah. Um, never going to stop reading as much as I do, but finding people who basically have done something very similar to me beforehand, and now they're older and they want to give back and they want to help young people who are willing to 
to help themselves at the same time, that kind of thing has been really, really impactful. And I waited too long to try to find that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I waited too long is because I thought that uh, by the time I figure out what to ask a mentor, I've already thought through it enough to Mm -hmm. kind of know the answer. Um, And I told myself that a bunch. And I've talked to a bunch of people who tell themselves that too. Um, And then I actually got mentors and just by repeatedly talking to them, sure, if I have an acute specific thing, it is true that if I think through it enough to be able to explain it to them, I kind of have my answer. But by interacting with them more frequently, I got to see what other people who had been telling me to get mentors were talking about, which is they're going to see some things before you and just having the accountability partner there is really helpful too. Um, and you don't have to learn everything, like basically all the things that you would expect a mentor to give you. They do give that to you, even if you think that any acute specific issue uh, takes so long to explain that you figure it out yourself. Get a mentor is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Where do people find mentors, though, in, in this? In Like, could you share how you found a mentor? So I have a few now, but um, through friends, so which was a long process to like get the kind of friends who yeah. <laughs> know the kind of mentors. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's not a, that's not a hack or a shortcut. Um, I think that where to find them varies so much with what you're doing that there's no yeah. general answer. But right. what I would say is that there are a lot more of them and they're much more willing to help you than you expect. Mm-hmm. You expect to, you, ex- you expect to be a burden on someone if you're going to go and ask them like, Hey, mentor me. They're really excited to get asked that, and no one asked them. Um, they, they don't have people lined up outside their door asking them for this, mm-hmm. and they would love to give back. So don't be afraid to ask them if you figure out how to find someone who fits you. 来宾会给年轻人自己的建议，就是要继续保持阅读跟学习的习惯。大家觉得其实蛮可惜的，就是他当时拖了太久才找到一个有经验的导师，所以他希望年轻人自己能够早点做到这一点。所以各位快去寻找能够带领你的导师吧。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Nick。Well, where can people find more about you online? Where can they find more about your company?、Uh, phase, as in phase one, phase two, just phase, phase dot com.、Um, you can find out about the company there. My own online presence is pretty weak. I don't really have anything out there. If you want to contact me, it's Nick at phase dot com. Nick at phase dot com. All right, my dude. Well, hopefully you get to keep snowboarding, and maybe in Japan now that the borders are opening up. But congrats with everything, and I wish you continued success. We'll talk to you next time. Cool. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. I appreciate all of your support. Don't forget to follow along, like, and subscribe with everything we're doing. And we'll talk to you next time. All right. Much love. Peace. All right. Well, that is our Ng Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search Ng Ingwen, or you can search on IG Ng English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.